This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about that crazy game. Manchester City mm. 3, Tottenham Hotspur 3, Dian Kulusevski in the last minute grabbing Tottenham Hotspur a point. Now, if you're watching this stream on YouTube, please do get involved. Give us your thoughts on today's game and we'll put as many on screen as possible and talk about the points that you are raising. Uh, and do remember that uh, all editions of this Spurs Chat podcast are uploaded uh, to all audio uh, platform platforms. So, let's get straight into it. I've got three very special guests with me, as usual. I've got channel regular Craig Dearman back with me. Craig, how are you? Yeah, just unbelievable game. Unbelievable game. It, it, City must hate us. They must absolutely hate us, Pep particularly. It's just... Just unbelievable. The games up there, the games at our place, it's, it's just just incredible. But what a fighting spirit today. I'm, I'm really looking forward to discussing this game. We've also got channel regular Craig McGuinness back with us. Of course, UEFA licensed football coach. Gareth, how are you? <laughs> Gareth. Craig, 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 my God, that's the new one. Craig, Gareth, I'll tell you, uh, from what I've <laughs> I, I, I can't even concentrate. Oh, crazy, crazy game. Don't worry, Derek. Don't worry, Derek. <laughs> uh crazy crazy game chris so i'm not surprised that your head's away but uh away with yourself but no i mean chris that's the football we want to see i mean how many times have i met you for the last couple of years at the games and you know for me i don't get to go as many games loving that loving that ireland but i mean you know this season i've been over a few times and it's just been totally different and even when like the last few games we haven't been playing we haven't got the results but we've been playing well and you know Today was just fantastic. That's the football we want to see. I was delighted to see the way we approached the game. And do you know what? It's risk and reward football. And we haven't had that reward over the last few games, but we definitely got it today. I love when we get a good result. The the guests, even when I just try to introduce them, they can't wait to talk about the game. Now, someone who's got to get names right, and that, of course, is Jamie McKenna, actor. 
Jamie, uh, you, you gave us some great news yesterday. Of course, the last couple of years you spent time on Coronation Street, uh, but you had some major news yesterday. Uh, you've just joined the cast of uh, House of the Dragon, uh, a prequel, uh, I can't even get my words out, a, a prequel to Game of Thrones. Congratulations. How are you? And tell us all about this new project. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Right, let's get straight into it. Um, Manchester <laughs> City 3, Tottenham Hotspur 3. Uh, we will get uh, Jamie back at some point. Uh, of course, Hunmin Son for Spurs 1-0 up after six minutes. Hunmin Son then put the ball in his own, own net after nine minutes. Uh, Phil Foden then put Manchester City 2-1 up after 31 minutes. La Celso equalised for Spurs in the second half in the 69th minute. Jack Grealish then put City 3-2 up. And then Dian Kulusevski in the 90th minute ending 3-3. Now, the match stats from today's game, Manchester City with 55% possession to Tottenham's 45%. City had 18 shots to Tottenham's eight. Shots on target, four apiece. Corners, City had 10 to Tottenham's eight. Fouls, 14 each. After the game, Dian Kulusevski said, we wanted to win this. Kunmin Son said, uh, we keep believing and we are proud of our performance today. Craig, let's start today's show with you. That was a crazy, crazy game. And as you've already said, City must absolutely hate playing Tottenham Hotspur. We always seem to get a result. And I tell you what, I'm feeling extremely proud of our football club today because when you think of Anne saying, uh, you know, he's not going to change the way that he uh, he plays. Uh, that is the way that he plays. Uh, we've got so many injuries. Of course, Romero still suspended. Romero, of course, will be back for Thursday's game. But under the circumstances, what a performance and what a result. Yeah, totally. You hit the nail on the head there. I mean, even me, who lo loves the football we've been playing under Ange, and as much as I want to see us attack, 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 and not change philosophies, I did think today that he might tweak it a little bit, and he did in the second half, of course. But, it, you know, it, it was just lovely to see that it, it just goes to prove that they're actually buying into it and things are changing at Tottenham. Because if we'd gone into that game, I'm convinced of this, if we'd gone into that game under a Conte side, with those players, I think we would have royally lost that game today. And we didn't. We had a go and he did, we did exactly what he said we would do. And, you know, you're without your first choice centre-backs, two of them. You're without your first choice sent two centre-midfielders. It's just a phenomenal performance. Um, first half was a bit scrappy and there were there were points in the second half when things were scrappy. I'm sure we'll come on to the points, you know, Bissouma giving the ball away, which led to their goal. But... But it's just, it just goes to show we never, ever, ever give up. And that, that last minute goal by Kulosevsky had, had reminded me a little bit of the Harry Kane header, even though that was to win it uh, when, when, we got, when we won 3-2. It, it was very similar to that. And that, like I said, they must absolutely despise Tottenham coming to their ground or them coming to us because there's something about us and City and we've got the upper hand on them somehow. I don't know. It's weird. These matches, these teams, every team has a bogey team and we are Manchester City. So, you know, long may that continue. Jamie, are you back with us? No. He's not. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gareth, let's come to you. Let's come to you because uh, I'll tell you what, many, many Spurs fans today and this last week have been dreading this game. And when you think about it, I think, I think it, an honest assessment uh, would be to say that Manchester City weren't at their best today. Spurs had so many injury problems. Anne's come out and said, no, this is the way we're going to play. This is what we're going to do. We're not changing for anyone. And this is how I set up. End of. Um, 
I'm feeling proud. How are you feeling? Well, I mean, Chris, I actually put out before the game, or if it was last night, I says that I've, even with all the players missing, I go into this game in more confidence than I did under previous managers going their way a full strength team. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, as a coach, uh, myself, myself, you know, sometimes you've been missing players for games, but if you have a squad that's buying under your state of play, that's much more valuable than individual players. And for far too long at Spurs, we've been playing with individual players, relying on Kane or Son to do something magic. Today was a team performance. You know, you couldn't, uh, I know some players made mistakes, but, you know, everybody's, even the games we've lost recently, everyone's been given 100%. You know, it was at the Chelsea game. We clapped them off the pitch. The Vola game last week, even after that, deflated about the result. But the performance, you couldn't have asked anymore. We just couldn't put the ball in the net. A couple of offsides, it didn't go our way. You know, so you know, this season's been totally different. We, we aren't relying on one player. Of course, individuals can make a difference. But this is a team at the minute that, you know, it doesn't matter what type of what type of starting 11 we put out for me. I'm always confident of getting a result. And today, of course, you know, it was going to be tough going to Man City. Um, but I had every confidence that we were going to get a result. And, you know, maybe maybe that's being a little bit, you know, biased or, you know, my Tottenham hat on. But I, I just believe in our style of play now and believe what Ange is building. That I, I see us as favourites in every game. Um, of course, there's more difficult ones. But even when we went to Arsenal um, at the start of the season, I had every faith we'd walk away with a result. Um, and that is a difference to the mark, Chris. Gareth, doesn't that feel so good, though? Because uh, without naming names, I think you know who I mean. You know, previous managers, they would have shouted and whinged about all of these injury problems. But Ange expects the team, no matter what clientele he's putting out on the pitch, that starting eleven, he expects exactly the same and wants to play exactly the same way. Well, I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's you know, that's what a coach is supposed to do. I've said for, you know, the last three or four years that we've had managers that, you know, despite having great records at our clubs, you know, they, they, re they rely on having a lot of money they spend, buying the best players and then organising them. And the teams that maybe when they go one nil up can see out games. And and that's just not how Spurs are. You know, great if we had to win something, but it was never sustainable. That, that's why you see the likes of Conte, Mourinho, a club, they're only there three or four, you know, three seasons max. And then it breaks down because there's no longevity on it. With, with Ange, you can see him, like, you can see Ange doing what Klopp and Pep has done at, the, at Man City and Liverpool. You can see him being here for a long time. Um, one because the fans love him, and two because I can only see this Spurs side getting better. Chris, you know they do what we what he's done in such a short space of time. And for me this season, I, I just wanted to see us play football, ball the side. But I mean, I think we're you know we're so far ahead of where we're where we're supposed to be. And yeah. Ange from day day dot has said that you know it's going to be held away. Um, and you know everybody's buying into it, and it's not just the Spurs fans. You know, I've even a lot of my friends that were here in Ireland, they're Liverpool fans, and. They can't say a bad word about Spurs because they're they're a great watch. I think we've finally got actor Jamie Kenner with us. Jamie, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, sorry about that. Literally, I put a 10-foot inflatable Santa in the garden today and the outside Christmas lights, and I think I've knocked the the, the dish, the Wi-Fi, I don't know, I've knocked everything off. So, um, But luckily, I was able to watch that game. <laughs> so, yes, well, I'm here to talk about the technical issues. Jamie, before we get into the football, um, I was talking about your news, your, your fantastic news yesterday that you announced um, about uh, joining the cast of House of the Dragon. Tell us all yeah. about that and many congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, because last time I was on, you were like, oh, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I can't. I've had to sit on this news. I've been filming it since April, um, finished filming at the end of September. And then I've just had to keep my mouth shut until until now. I can't. I still can't say loads. I can't say too much about stories i've got 
you lots of pictures I can't release and stuff, but I can confirm, yeah, that um, I am in the new season of House of the Dragon, which is amazing, which is phenomenal. I don't know if you saw the teaser trailer yesterday. I did. It, uh, yeah, it's pretty epic. It's um, so yeah, it's been it's been a load of fun filming it, and it's gonna. I think it's just gonna look amazing. I can't wait for everyone to see it. So yeah, and that's out next summer. Is that right? Yeah, it's out. I think yeah, or July, August twenty four. They've got so much work to do on it because it's so much, um, you know, CGI stuff and so much post production on it. So it takes pretty much a year to to get it up and running. But it, I think it's gonna be worth the wait. It's uh, there's some phenomenal performances in it from what I've seen, and it's gonna look it's gonna look massive. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Well, Jamie, let's talk about today's game. As, as I said to, to Craig and Gareth uh, when I got their names right, 3-3 um, three, three today, what a game, what a performance, a point. Um, you know, Ange Postacoglu said that he wasn't going to uh, change the way he does things. And, uh, you know, that certainly proved uh, valuable today, getting a point at Manchester City. And yeah. I said earlier that, um, you know, really, Spurs could have went on to win that game today. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously fuming we haven't. No, I'm joking. Um I said to my son, we were driving earlier, I was like, I will bite your hand off for a point today. I couldn't really see how we'd stem the flow. I couldn't see how we would deal necessarily, you know, with with essentially four fullbacks playing, how we deal with the Harlands and all that. But I just think, just phenomenal. I love the philosophy. I was on here when we were top of the league and unbeaten. I'm now here off the back of, you know, three defeats and, and a draw. And I'm still maintaining that the man's... The man's so good for us, so good for our club. Um, he absolutely had me after that Chelsea game where in his press conference he turned around and said, if we go down to five men, we'll still have a go. And that, that's and that's what he's done today. And do you know what I actually love today is that I know he stuck to his guns and there are, in commentary, they were kind of talking about, is it is it kind of stubbornness? Is it a bit of stupidity? Um, and there might be an element of that, but that's the way he wants to play. That's how he wants us to play. I'd rather watch it. I'd rather watch that than a Mourinho uh, Conte side where you've got a load of miserable players with no identity. I'd much rather see that. But then when he made that change, when he brought Hoiberg on, I thought that was that was intelligent. That was he still wanted us to go forward, but you know he's not prepared to compromise what is a natural. You know, Brian Neal looked out of his depth. I think he's a, he looks like he's got potential. He needs to, to fill out a little bit, get a bit of man strength. But the game was a little bit beyond him, I thought. Um, although his pass for the for the goal was unbelievable. But yeah, Ange still says that, you know he still showed that he's a he's a good tactician. He's a he's a top manager. He knows what he's doing. So um, I thought it was a, it was a, a cracking game. Cracking. I mean, what a, what a game to watch on a Sunday afternoon. I'd rather watch that all day long. You know, than us limping over the line or. Or parking the bus and, and losing one nil. I'd rather see that. I'd rather us go out on our shield, um, which is where we're at. Jamie, with the amount of injury problems that we have at the moment, um, yeah. do you think if we went to Manchester City full strength, do you think we could actually go toe to toe with them to try and win that game and perhaps go that one step further against the champions of Europe? Because it was a great performance. And, and as I said before you came on, um, you know, it doesn't matter what clientele Ans puts in. He still expects that same level and he still wants to play exactly that same way, which as a Spurs fan, I absolutely love because you mentioned there the Chelsea game. We lost 4-1. We then went and lost, you know, against Wolves and Aston Villa. You know, yeah. but the, the, the Spurs fans are, you know, totally into this project and they can see exactly what Andrew's doing. Yeah. 
I coach my boys under nines team, and the, the, what I always say to them is, if you go and try and play, and we lose, or we lose to a better team, or we get outplayed, I'm all right with that. I'm not all right with no effort. I'm not all right with you giving up. And it's the same when I watch Spurs. So I think that's the, the rest of the Spurs fans. You know, we lost that Villa game. We should have won that Villa game, and we ran out of steam because we've got so many injuries, suspensions, and all of that. But you know, we had a go, and I think yes, hundred percent. I think we got. If Van der Ven's playing, um, I think he's the key. He's the, the real key for me because of his pace, because of his strength. Um, I think he gets us turning quicker. I think he gets us playing out quicker. Um, there's an argument to say that Man City might not take their foot off the gas because let's be honest, they did. They got a bit complacent. But yeah, one million percent. I think with a full strength side, I thought the Celso was brilliant. Madison, you know, I think he, with him playing in those those pockets. I would be really confident, really confident we'd have won that game. Really, really confident. Um, <coughs> you know, Bentacore, I think, was a, was another miss today. Basuma's obviously made that mistake. But, you know, it's, we're in a nice position where we're not moaning and sulking and criticising mistakes. Basuma absolutely should have played a 10-yard pass, kept it simple and seen it out. However, you know, nine times out of ten, he's so good and so strong on the ball we want him to do that. We want him to turn and play in those areas. So you've got to take the rough and the smooth and, you know, you can't have everything. So I'd rather see that. I'd rather us play the way we're playing. I'm not, you won't get any complaints from me. And yes, I think we'd have won that game. Craig, let's come to you. Let's have a look at the league table because Spurs are fifth in the Premier League table after 14 matches. We've won eight. We've drawn three. We've lost three. We've got a goal difference of plus eight. We have 27 points. We're now only two points away from the top four. We're six points away from league leaders and rivals Arsenal right now. Um, the starting eleven today, there was one change. Uh, Basuma in for uh, the injured Benton Kerr and Manchester City also made one change. Gavardiol in for Ake. Uh, no Eric Dyer today. Um, and Postacoglu stated that um, he pulled up sore uh, after training. Um, Rashalison was back in the matchday squad as well. Uh, but before the game, Postacoglu said that he would only last five to ten minutes. Um, the lineup is in, in full. Vicario in goal, the back four of Poro, Emerson, Davis, Udogi. In midfield, Kulisevsky, Basuma, Lacelso, and the front three of Johnson, Son and Brian Hill. On the sub bench today, a couple of uh, academy players. Uh, Forster, Austin, Dorrington, Skip, Hoybier, Santiago, Donnelly, who actually made his debut. Many congratulations to him. Richarlison and Vilez. Um, what did you make of the start eleven today, Craig? It's pretty much to be expected, really, because we're kind of down to bare bones. I mean, I thought it was more telling that we had two goalkeepers on the bench again. Um, but great to see the academy boys get get on the bench again, and fantastic to see Donnelly get his debut. Um, I don't know what legacy number we're up to now, but obviously he'll be getting one on the back of his shirt next game. So, yeah, I, I, I just think um, it, it kind of picked itself, the team, to a degree. You could have argued you could have thrown Hoybier in there, but uh, it did very well, I thought, when he came on again. Um, it, it, it's kind of what we've got at the moment, isn't it? I mean, Davies and, and Emerson aren't... Well, Davies more than Emerson, centre-back, because he's played there in the back three, certainly. But Emerson, look, Emerson did a job. He didn't have a particularly great game, I don't think. And we did keep giving him the ball from Vicario. I was getting nervous every time Emerson was getting the ball because that's not his forte, doing what he was doing. And he nearly got caught out a few times, or did get caught out a few times. But, you know, we, we, we rode those 
bad waves, if you like, and got through the game. And to be honest, he done okay in the end. Um, but as, as, was just, as Jamie was saying there, I, I, I'm convinced that we would have given him a much better game and actually probably won that game today if, we, if we'd had a full-strength team out. Um, it just goes to show that the squad does need improving and the players that are coming in are not quite at the level required. But kudos to Ange because he has got the ones that are perhaps second string, if you like, playing that brand of football and starting to buy in to that brand of football, taking risks, taking the ball on the turn, as you were saying there about Bissouma. Uh, I didn't think he had his best game today, trying things. And and um, and fair, fair play to the whole squad today because I, I thought everybody pretty much was outstanding today. I thought Kulu was fantastic. Um, I thought Sonny played well today. Um, that whole starting 11 was pretty much on it from minute one. Um, yeah, the first half wasn't brilliant. And if Harland had his shooting boots on, we could, the game could have been beyond us. But look, that's football. That's football. And we got back into it and we, and we made them pay for not taking their chances. You know, teams have done that to us this season, let alone any other season. So, yeah, another one out of the way. A big game out of the way. Um, we just get through Newcastle and West Ham and the fixes are a bit kinder to us, dare I say, on paper anyway. So, And then we're hopefully starting to get players back. So, fingers crossed, we can start pushing up that league uh, towards Christmas and the new year. Yeah, it's certainly a busy December. Another six games to go. And as you mentioned, Craig, uh, West Ham on Thursday, Newcastle on Sunday, uh, both at home. Um, Gareth, let's come to you. Um, of course, Basuma was back in the team today after being suspended. What did you make of his performance today? Tough one because I thought he'd done, he'd done well, but obviously it gets highlighted now because of the, the mistake for the goal. But I mean, I, I just think, like the like the lad said, you know, um, that's the way Ange wants us to play. I'm sure when the boys do the analysing on, probably take a day off tomorrow, probably Tuesday, they'll do an analysis session of the game um, after the training session. And I'm sure that you know, it won't be singled out because Ange wants him to do that. You know, how many times a season, as Craig pointed out, where Basuma has started off attacks by beating a player in a press. And unfortunately, he came up against Rodri, and, you know, he's probably the best in them situations and nicking the ball. Probably that's where Basuma needs to be a wee bit smarter and think, you know what, look at him up against, just play it safe. But Ange just doesn't do safe. And I mean, I mean, it took us to the 94th, 95th minute for a long ball from Macario from a goal kick every other time he played short. And that just shows you, you know, he, he puts fifth in the likes of Emerson and Davis, who aren't even centre-backs. You know, Davis has played there in a back three, but not in a two um, up until now. Um, and he says, you know what, we're going to play our own way. And it, it's it's a bit of both where Ange has given him the faith. But a lot of times when you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe in a manager's style of play, you'll just change. And how many times have we seen players been given instructions by you know, previous managers or even if you look at our teams where they're under pressure and you just say, you know what, let's just pump it 50 or 60 yards. That doesn't happen today. And you're up against the best team in, in, in Europe. Um, so, you know, fantastic that everyone's buying on it. Um, you know, Jamie makes a great point about coaching kids. You know, Ange is almost doing the same with these with these professionals that we don't, we don't lose, we learn. And I think that's a great motto that even when we lose games, He's not looking at it as a, obviously it's a bad result, but he's looking at it as a learning curve. I mean, if you look at Klopp, Arteta, Pep Guardiola, you look at their first seasons, there's been many, many bumps. Everton beating um, Man City 4-0 in Pep's first season. Um, Liverpool losing, I think, 3-0 away at Watford. Arsenal had an awful run under Arteta. You know, so things are going to happen at the start of managers' reigns. You know, and for 
I think sometimes everyone's expecting, even look at the media, like Gary Neville, Jamie Gargar today, they're expecting Spurs to be, you know, at full at full tilt. You know, we're only four or five months on the new manager. We've got nine players missing. You know, for us, they put on that, that kind of performance today. Gives me so much confidence that when we get our players back, get an hour summer transfer window, we are going to be absolutely frightening, Chris. Frightening. Gareth, as a coach yourself, what do you make of all the pundits at the moment, particularly before today's game, losing three on the spin? Many pundits now, ex-players and, 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 and so forth, are saying Ange Postacoglu cannot keep playing this way. He cannot keep playing the way he's playing uh, if he wants results. Many people have called him naive in the last couple of weeks. What do you make of that criticism? Um, there, there, is a, there is a bit of bra- bravery and there's naivety. Both we've, we've shown in the last few games. I mean, um, you know, the only performance I've really looked at this season where we didn't really play well was Wolves. Um, that was the only performance out of the 14 Premier League games I thought where we didn't put on a, a performance. The other 14 games I thought we were outstanding. Um, you know, you look at people will say, you know, um, as, as Craig pointed out, if Holland scores them two goals, the game's probably over. Um, but you know, if Spurs mm. take our chances last week against Aston Villa, the game's over. So it flip flops, Chris. Um, I, I do think, um, you know, it's never going to happen overnight. So you do have to go through some short term pain for long term gain, you know. Pep Guardiola lost so many goals playing out from the back at the very, very start. Um, you know, and he went through so many, like he went through how many goalkeepers before he, you know, he brought Walker, he bought a, he bought so many left backs, centre backs, you know, so he done it with personnel. I don't think Ange will have that luxury. Um, you know, you look at Klopp at Liverpool. Yes, he went out and signed Allison and Van Dyke, but the rest of the players he had he kind of try and, you know, he went, they went Newcastle to get Wijnaldum. You know, so it's it's a test in time for Ange, you know, recruitment's going to be key. Um, but, you know, he hasn't had a luxury of money so far. Um, and, you know, you look at the likes of La Celso, um, Basuma, Pedro Poro, all players that were written off, Chris. Um, and he has turned them into, you know, the top players. So, and even if you look at someone like Son, who I'm a massive fan of him, but he frustrates me at times, I think his all-round game under Ange has went up so many levels. He's not giving the ball away as much. His awareness has improved. Um, you know, and that's just not down to people will say responsibility because they can't even. You know, he's been worked on. As that, that's not just been a, a roll of dice. Let's play him as a number nine because we've no other option. I think that's been something that's being planned, and I think everything that Ange does is planned, Chris. It's not just off, you know, it's not just off the cuff. Um, so, you know, this is a top manager, Chris. He's not been given a lot of plaudits because of where he's came from, but I have no doubt that we're definitely going the right direction, Chris. And it's we should look. I mean, we're only six points off the top of the table with so many injuries, Chris. Get through this next period. I'm not saying we're going to win the league or nothing like that, but. No one's pulling away at the top, Chris. I always thought that we have to try and find ways to get results. Um, but, you know, the performances have really surprised me. I expected a massive drop-off. And to be totally honest, Chris, you look at the games against Villa um, and today, there's not been a massive drop-off at all. Jamie, can I, can I come to you on that same point? Because I cannot stress enough the amount of injury problems, suspensions that we have had so far, you know, especially in these last few weeks. And then suddenly we lose a couple of games. You know, I'm beaten in 10, sitting top of the Premier League lose a couple of games, and then you've even got some Spurs fans criticising Anne, saying, we can't play like this, we can't do that, he can't do this, naive. You hear all these things, and you're thinking, come on, you've got to see the bigger picture. You know, I'm not, I'm not dictating to people saying how people should feel, but, you know, as a Spurs fan that has seen drab football in the last X amount of years under various different managers and so on, you know, when you see the style that we're playing, the entertainment, you know, we're all Spurs fans on this podcast this evening, but you know, for any neutral fan sitting watching that game today, 
they must have thought, wow, this is one of the, the best games uh, of the Premier League season so far. 100%. And anyone that's sitting there having a moan about Ange, just they need to let their season ticket go and let someone else have it. If I, I mean, I doubt they are season ticket goers, maybe, but because we've had we've had a variety of styles in the last few seasons, and this is the one I'm buying into. This is one for me personally. And go back to Gareth's point there. Um, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Pep, I'd like to see Klopp, I'd like to see any of these guys come into the situation that Ange Postecoglou came into, losing arguably the best striker in the world the day before the season starts, with uh, a wallet that's relatively empty. Yeah. And uh, a disjointed, disenfranchised squad um, with no identity. As we've said, you've got the likes of Poro Basuma who are sitting. Basuma's it was ostracised. He's out. Um, I'd like to see Pep come in and do what Ange has done now, and I'd like to see Klopp come in. And I don't think we'd be any better off, any different. I really don't because he's come in. He's got what we needed is someone with a strong identity going. This is how we are going to play. And that is how Spurs won. That's what made me a Spurs fan in the first place all those years ago because I loved the football that we played. They yeah. were always so fashionable and cool and they had great players, Hoddles and, and all of those guys. I feel, that, I feel the same now. So if Andrew wants to come in and put his stamp on it, then we've got to give him time. We've got to buy into that because we've, we've tried the big megastar managers. We've tried the celebrity managers. We've tried the big egos. doesn't work. All right, Poch did an amazing job and whatever happened, happened. We have to let that go now. We've now got a manager that comes in. He's his own man. He loves the club. I can tell he loves the club. And he wants to be successful. He wants to turn around and go, it doesn't matter where I come from. Um, I know my football and I know how I want to play. And I, for one, I'm going to give him as much time. And we need to give him as much time as is needed. And if any naysayers can do one, I'm not interested. Because, you know, these are the same people who are like, oh, yeah, get rid of Poch and get Mourinho in. I was never one of them. Um, I never wanted him to go and I never wanted Mourinho in. I never saw him. I never saw the fit. Didn't see the Conte fit. Didn't see it. Um, now, for the first time in a long, long time, this is how, this is what I want to see. And you're absolutely right. That for the neutral, you know, and that's great. We don't want to be, we don't want people going, people saying Spursy, the word Spursy literally makes my skin crawl. And no one's saying that now. That wasn't Spursy. Nothing Spursy about that. Um, that's courage. That's, that's bravery that's going out on your shield and that's what he's instilling in us so they, all the negative naysayers can uh, switch off now I think when you see the character that Spurs showed today certainly going up against the Premier League champions uh, the European champions as well um, and I think that this is only going to get better under Ange Postacoglu and uh, you know I know I keep going on about all the injuries but like you said as well Jamie you know before the the, the season started Harry Kane arguably the best uh Tottenham Hotspur player in Premier League history for us. Of course, uh, top goal scorer as well at the club. Um, you know, he's, he's had a lot of problems. And I think that after transfer window, after transfer window, and, you know, when he gets all of these players fit and available again, I think that these, this is only going to be, get better and better. Um, well, and Craig, don't forget as well, on, yeah, that, on, that, on the Harry Kane thing, like, he hasn't replaced him. It's not like we've got yeah. 100 million and he's gone out and he spent 70, 80 million on a striker and that striker's come in. You know, we haven't done a Chelsea. He, yeah. has, he has had the courage to come in, lose a player of that stature, have that money, unlike the Gareth Bale money, when we absolutely blew it, uh, you know, and none of those players really lasted. He's come in and he's gone, right, OK, let's have a look at what we've got. Let's keep this collective. Let's build this team from within. Um, that's brave. That's brave. That's courageous. And he's also, not only that, he's not just come in and gone, well, let's tippy-tap around. He's gone, right, I'm going to literally overhaul this. This is how we're going to play football. 
And and players that have come that have come out through suspension or injury, the players that have come in are still buying in. Your Celso's, you know, Brian Hill, all of them are coming in and buying into the same concept. Brennan Johnson, they're all buying into it. So he's obviously he's instilling it through the squad. We are going to strengthen in January. We have to. But, you know, the signs are brilliant. The signs are amazing. To go to Man City, to ride our luck, let's be honest, you know, you know, as Craig said, if Haaland's got his shooter's boots on, that's a different kettle of fish. If they don't get complacent, but they did, and he didn't. So, you know, we've ridden our luck, and we've come out of a free-all draw because we didn't give up. We didn't stop fighting. Um, I love that. I'm all over that. Craig, let's come to you. Um, there are a number of, uh, let me just say, cocky, Manchester City fans expecting them to absolutely um, thrash us today. Uh, I know you listened to the radio interview I did on BBC Manchester on Friday evening. They, you know, all the fans on there expected to, to batter us today with the amount of injuries we've got. Um, what do you think of Manchester City's performance today? Um, I thought it was pretty much a, what you'd expect from City in the first half. But, but as Jamie said, they... They became complacent in the second half. They stepped back a bit. I think they thought they'd got the game won. I thought they thought it was going to be easy in the second half and we punished them. Um, look, and, and it's what Gareth was saying. They're not just the best team in Europe. They're the best team in the world. And we've given them a game today and not many people go to the Etihad and they have 45% possession. We've, we've of a, dare I say, it, a severely weakened team and players playing out of position. And we got 45% possession. Yeah, we didn't have many shots in the first half. I think we just had one, which was Sons. But the second half, regardless of what City does, as Jamie said, regardless of what City did and what Haaland didn't do, we still gave them a game. We still kept going. We still went to the last minute and we got our rewards for it. So, you know, they're kind of their own worst enemy sometimes, City. You know, there would have been thoughts, of, I'm sure, amongst that fan base, and it did go quiet when we went 1-0 up, and the fans must have been thinking, oh, here we go again. And that's exactly what happened in the end, right? We didn't get the win, but, you know, they should have won that game. They should have put us to bed in that first half, and they didn't. And we come out in the second half, we didn't feel sorry for ourselves. We kept going. Uh, subs were bought on, and they performed well, and we got a draw. And you can't ask for more. Well, you can, because you could have asked for a win. But you know, you know what I mean? It was it was a cracking second half performance. It really gives me a lot of confidence going into the games coming up when we get the players back, like I say. And when we do get those players in the transfer window, because Levy has got to backhand you. For God's sake, if you can't see it now, then you will never will be able to. He's got to back him. This season was all about building on on last year, obviously we finished eighth and, you know, there's varying different opinions of where we thought we would finish this season. But I do think top five is definitely achievable, probably top four if we keep going. I think Villa will drop off a little bit, especially if they go deep in, in Europe. Um, and it just goes to show, I, th I think the top four is definitely there. You know, Liverpool only just scraped across the line today. You know, so, so teams are dropping points. And I think Arsenal will... will have a few tough games. So it's there if we want it. And I think we get these players back and we'll have a real go at it. I think come end of January into February, we could have everybody back. And if we can get to, you know, January's a quieter month. We've got the FA Cup, then a week off. So, so you know, we've got the chance. If we can just somehow get through the Christmas period into January, we've got a real chance. We've got a real chance. And then if we get in the Champions League, and I'm getting ahead of myself, if we get in the Champions League and have a good summer window, we are going to be frightening. We, we, we're going to be, 
you know, we're going to be up there. We're going to be competing, which is all you can ask. That's a good point, actually, Craig, because um, it's fair to say Andrew Postacoglu is not going to have a fully fit or available squad until at least February because, of course, those players do go off um, uh, to their respective competitions. Yeah. Um, four other results in the Premier League today. Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 2, Chelsea 3, Brighton 2, Liverpool 4, uh, Fulham 3 and West Ham United 1, Crystal Palace 1. Um Gareth, let's come to you. Um, let's start by talking about the game because in the sixth minute, first shot on target by Doku. Uh, of course, Manchester City, uh, Vicario saved. A minute later, um, of course, Spurs went 1-0 up. I've got to say, what a brilliant uh, what brilliant play from Brian Hill. Kulisewski, what a ball. Hunmin Son, what a finish. Arguably, uh, the goalkeeper, Edison, probably should have saved it in, in fairness. Um, but what a start from Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, it was brilliant, Chris. It was just what we needed because we're under a wee bit of pressure in them first few minutes. Um, and then we get the breakaway goal off. As you say, Brian Gill done very, very well for the goal. Um, but surprised he started, I thought, before the game. I tweeted before the game. I thought Hoiberg would have come in. Just just on the purity of the fact that from what we've seen of both players, Hoiberg, for me, has proven he can come into these games. Not seen enough from Brian Gill. I've seen flashes. Um, thinking he's a run of games, well, that's out and loan. Obviously, we can't afford to lose anyone at the moment. We need everyone we can, but um, I'm not sure about him, you know, going forward. Um, I, I think maybe a wee bit light. I think he suits maybe La Liga, then type of league better, but no doubt the boy's got ability. Um, but I thought it was a very smart change, Brennan Hoiberg on at half time. But as you say, great start. He does, he does really, really well um, for the goal. Um, you know, up against Kyle Walker is no easy feat. So, I mean, it was never going to be easy for him anyway. Um, but great goal, Chris, and you know, it gave me that real belief then that we were going to go on and, and, and won the game. Um, obviously, it wasn't a long lead as you'll, as you'll speak about, but fantastic start. And you know, it, it gave it us that platform and confidence. And again, we've seen with City over the last few weeks, they are vulnerable at the back, and I think that was that, that just proved it in, in that early moment. And sometimes you need that bit of confidence, um, especially you know, results haven't been great despite performances. And I think, I think that was a platform for the game, really. Jamie, what do you think of uh, Tottenham's opening goal with Hunmin Son? Because, of course, it came from a Manchester City corner. It did. At that point there, I was I was thinking this is going to be a very long afternoon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I think I just poured myself a beer and I was like, yeah, I'm going to just knuckle down and watch this through the slit of my fingers. But, um, yeah, it was phenomenal. Brian Gill did, did amazingly well and then sort of didn't and then got... I think they they switched on to him a little bit and, and showed him out of the game, but it was great and the strength that Sonny showed. Uh, I think it was good that he was up against Doku because I think if he's up against any of their defenders, maybe he's, maybe they cut that out. But you know, it, those are the breaks. But you know, what a finish! What a, what a you know, yeah, awesome, just awesome. We were going absolutely mad. It's been a very crazy afternoon. <laughs> it was just amazing. Jamie, literally a couple of minutes later, of course, Hunmin Son then put the ball in his own net. Uh, of course, fantastic delivery in uh, from the free kick. Harlan got a slight touch. Um, I've got to admit, I don't, I don't know what Hunmin Son could have done really there. It was just an unlucky moment, wasn't it? Yeah, there's nothing you can do there. He's just, you know, nine times out of ten, that skids off his knee and goes out for a corner. Like, it, you know, it's one of those. He's, he's a great finisher and it was a good finish. So, um, I think, I, I think if I remember rightly, the free kick came from... Because one of the criticisms I, I do is, 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 I think we're in certain areas, in little points, we are overplaying a little bit. We're just taking an extra touch. We're playing yes. a little bit. 
I think that came from yeah. um, one of those moments. There are, you know, and we won't talk about the Basuma ones, that's an obvious one, but I think we, yeah, in certain areas, especially attacking, um, Emerson Royale definitely did it, but I think we're just, sometimes we need to move that ball a little bit quicker. And it, and I find it odd, actually, because it, because we he wants us to play so attacking, and because we want to be so positive, I would personally think he'd be getting us to move that ball quicker and to not dwell on it as much. And I think sometimes we are, and we are getting a little bit caught out. And I, and I remember saying that after the Luton game when I was last on. I felt that we overplayed in areas and made the game difficult for ourselves when we should have been a bit more clinical um, in front of goal and taking shots or moved it or switched the play or whatever we're going to do, but just taking that extra one. So I think that we put ourselves in trouble there. Um, and we should have had five minutes just to sort of consolidate and, uh, and sit on the, the lead a little bit. That was something I was going to uh, uh, bring up during this podcast, Jamie, and you, you mentioned it about moving the ball quicker. Um, you know, you see Ange Postacoglu, you, you, you hear him, you see him on the touchline telling the players to move the ball quicker, telling them to move it forward. Surely that is going to change, though, within time because some of these players do need to be coached in the way that he wants them to play because we noticed a week or so ago, Hoybier took an extra touch rather than passing the ball to him in Son first time. And, of course, Sonny was then offside. Um, yeah. so, so surely that's going to come within time, you would have thought. You'd think so, but I, it's, the, it's the one sort of question mark I've had since the beginning of the season because it, it doesn't fit. Hanging on to the ball too long, not moving the ball, but it doesn't fit with how he wants to play. I would have think he'd want to, you know, to pull the trigger as, many, as much as we can to, to get, you know, to turn defences, to put ball into dangerous areas as quickly as possible regarding his philosophy. So it is an odd one. So I don't know if it's, if it's a little bit of the time that it's taking for him to really input what he wants to do and the players being a little bit kind of at cross purposes at times, maybe some players want to keep on and move the ball. Um, Hoiberg's not someone who's dynamically going to, you know, often play defence splitting passes. He likes to, you know, to win it and give it. And, and um, sometimes he does hold on to it. But yeah, I just... I, it's one of those, yeah, you like to think it will change and you like to think Ange, I think, is a, he's a good coach. He will recognise it. It's not just me sitting here and I'm going to reveal something he doesn't know. So you'd think that he would be, yeah, changing it, I would have thought. Craig, let's come to you. After 13 minutes, Manchester City had a glorious chance through Erling Haaland and he missed it. I don't think anyone in the, in the stadium could believe that he missed that opportunity. I don't think he could believe it. Um, but... We lost the ball due to Vicario playing it out to Emerson. Um, I just want to ask you about the, the back line today because, of course, Ange Postacoglu loves playing it out from the back. Uh, um, Emerson Royale, Ben Davis, uh, centre-back today. I don't want to diss both players, but there is a massive quality difference to when you're playing Van der Ven and Romero. Um, was it right to still play that same style with players of a lot lesser quality in those positions? It would be easier to turn around and say, no, you should have changed, but it's quite clear. And every time he's been asked it in a press conference, Ange just said, we're not changing. I'm not changing the way we play. So he expects, regardless, you know, a few tweaks there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, I personally don't like the the playing out from the back where, you, where you're sodden about with it. There's a couple, of, you know, I've lost count of the amount of times in my household. There's shouts of, get it up the effing pitch, you know, because you're going to get caught out. And sometimes I don't see what you gain from doing that. I, sometimes you just lose the ball higher, higher up the pitch for the opposition. So, but I, I get if you can play through them, if you've got the the players to play through the press because that's what they're trying to do, then it does reap its rewards. But you're right with those players, especially Emerson. I'm not digging at Emerson because I think he's really turned his game around because he did get a lot of stick um, from me from a lot of people on this channel. But I think he just turned his game around. But he's not a centre back. Davis is slightly better at it. I feel more comfortable with Davis on the ball than Emerson. And we did we did t- tend to push it out to the right more than to the left. So it, I do, it does make me nervous when we've got you not your first choice and the quality centre-backs, if you like, um, playing that high-risk football. Um, should he have changed it? Possibly gone a bit more direct, but he's not going to change, you know? What, what, what we all want, he, he, he's not going to change for any, anybody. You don't care what anybody says to him. And in a way, I love that because it's bought this brand of football that we've seen today and it's got us back into the game and we've got a draw at City. So, you know, I, I think um, Gary Neville and Jamie Carrick can, can say all they want because I think they love, you know, they, some of the pundits love to see Spurs fall flat on their face and they, they love criticising people, especially us. I don't think it's all, you know, woe is me. I think there is an element of that. Spurs do get a lot of stick off the commentators and the press and other fans, wrongly in my opinion, but um, it's just the way it is. And, and if we can come through it and do it playing our football and the football that Ange wants to play, then you, you can put two fingers up at everybody and say, we did do it our way, you know? So long may that continue, but to be honest, Chris, I'd rather have Van der Ven and Romero back, to be honest. And I hope Romero has learned his lesson because he seems to have been out for ages, what with a break we had. So um, you'd imagine he'll be straight back in. Um, you just wonder who he's going to play against West Ham. Is it going to be Romero and Davies, perhaps? We'll see. Such a costly red card for Romero, those three games oh. that he has missed. So costly. Um, Gareth, let's come to you. In yeah. the 23rd minute, a brilliant run from Brennan Johnson, literally glides past Gavardio in the Manchester City defence, tried to get across in, eventually blocked. What did you make of uh, Brennan Johnson uh, this evening? Do you know what, Chris? I've been impressed from what I've seen so far. I don't think he's been overly involved. I think that'll come with more experience, more game time. Um, you know, he's had a, he had a rotten look. Um, he's had a rotten look since he came here. You know, he got injured on his first start. Um, then against Chelsea, he was electric, and then first 15 minutes gets sobbed off because there's a red card. Um, and he's only really getting a run of games now. I mean, I thought today he, he doesn't get involved as much as like a Kulazewski or a Son. Um, but I think that's just because he's come from Nottingham Forest. You know, he's getting up to speed. Um, but from what I've seen in, in, in like, you know, moments, 
you know, compared to like someone like Brian Gill, I'm, I'm much more confident that Brian Johnson being a success here. I think, you know, he's got that, he's got that burst of acceleration. He's got the power. He's got that little bit of arrogance too. I mean, today, I think he, he probably made a couple of poor decisions, but I was glad to see him having a shot from the edge of the box. That's yeah. the kind of arrogance that you, you need, you know, and that confidence to go and do that. Um, I think he will be talented and I think he'll be great um, for us. Um, like Craig makes some fantastic points there. You know, I just try to imagine that I'm a player in that Spurs um, meeting this week before the Man City game. And if the manager comes on and says, right, lads, we're playing Man City, we're missing all our main players. We're going to sit back, we're going to lump it long, and we're going to try and see it out. What do you think the mood and the and the, the change room is or the in, the in the briefing room, if he says that? I think it would just deflate the whole team. I think... And probably knows this is this is being slightly maybe people will say naive, but it's been very brave. And you know, if Holland puts his chances the way today, it could be three or four, one at half time, and we're on here talking about a different um scoreline. But that's just the way football is, Chris. And you know, I don't think anybody on that second half performance can say Spurs doesn't deserve at least a draw. I mean, at two one, Man City were hanging on. Um, and even at three, you know, even at the mistake for the goal, it wasn't the same Man City goal was coming. I thought if anybody was going to win, it was going to be Spurs. Kind of like how the Arsenal game went, where we had that, um, we were under the cosh for the first 20, 25 minutes. And then by the end of the game, it looked like Spurs were going to go on and win it again. So we, we do seem to be improving as games uh, go on, and then big games especially. So, I mean, I'm all for it. I think that, I, I, you know, Ange probably knows that, you know, this time next year, the squad will look different. I don't think the likes of Ben Davis, um, Hoiberg, who done really well today, and he never lets us down in terms of his effort. I don't think they're the type of players that fit his style of play. I think you'll see a bit of an overhaul there. Um, I don't think Royale will be used. You know, I think he'll be more of a maybe a replacement for Poro, like a second string right back. You know, so I, I do think you know for now he's going through some pain as well with selections because he's only been here six months. He's only had one window. I mean, January's a difficult window to do stuff as well. So I wouldn't be imagining too much change in January. But the but the more um, you know, more confident feeling I have is that. Look what he's doing with players that maybe aren't at the level of a team maybe challenging for top four Premier League, um, you know, title challenging. And he's imagine what he can do with even better players. Um, you know, yeah. that's that, that that is the that is the scary thing. So, Chris, I, I mean, I, today I would have been very disappointed if we had a changed our whole way of playing, um, and you know, and and completely sat off Man City. I would have been very disappointed. I didn't think that was going to happen, and you know, Ange was true to his word. Um, and even if we had a good beat today, Chris, you know, if we had a lost that game 3 2, again, I would have been looking at it more positively and negatively. I would have took out so much more positive than negative. Um, and I, I was just so glad that we got that result because, you know, it's it's been a tough few weeks in terms of, as, as Anne just said, results wise, performances have been good, but we needed to get a point on the board. And, you know, with the games coming up, I think Craig mentioned get free West Ham and Newcastle. I think we're favourites in them games at home. Um, and, you know, between now and the new year, we can definitely start climbing the table. It's so nice to hear so much positivity from you, Gareth, because you've been on this channel so much under Antonio Conte. And it's nice. Well, to I mean, so Chris, I've been begging for this type of change, you know, over the last few years. You know, even like I got, I mean, I think it was last January I come on here after the Portsmouth FA Cup game and I got crucified on here for saying about the state of play it was terrible. It was never going to be um, sustainable. I thought a lot of results was, was lucky. You know, we, we weren't playing great and it was down to Kane being, you know, very, very good and individually pulling us, out of, pulling us out of a hole. I did say at the time it wasn't sustainable. I got hammered for it. I picked that on board. And if we had a got beat today, um, I would have come on here again positive and I would have got hammered probably by people saying, you're being silly, believing all this, you know, naive football. 
I'm just glad that it came on. It was a good result because I really, you see me at the Sheffield United game, Chris, and I was so positive. You probably can probably thought it was my brawler or something. You probably didn't believe it was me. Um, but I was so positive, and you know, I'm going to the game on New Year's Eve, and I'm I'm absolutely buzzing. I used to go to the games out of sort of um, loyalty, and although I was excited for the game, after about five minutes, I was, I was like, "Why am I even here? This is terrible." You know, and it's so nice going to games now, where I'm excited. Like even today, going to Man City, we half a team missing. I was absolutely buzzing for the game. You know, whereas before when we had our full strength eleven, going there with Conte, going there with Mino, and even though we got good results. It was a hard watch, and I had no confidence going into the game we would get a result. Yeah, I can confirm that Gareth had a big smile on his face and a beer in the hand, and that's, that's exactly what Andrew's done this season, put a smile on everyone's faces. Jamie, let's come to you. In the 28th minute, uh, Manchester City gave the ball away. Brian Hill had it. Uh, he had a great opportunity, and I think this is exactly what you and I were talking about earlier on in the show, about moving the ball quicker, because had he had moved the ball quicker, he could have passed to Hunmin Son, who was completely unmarked in the middle. Hunmin Son didn't look happy about it at all. Um, I just want to ask you about Brian Hill's performance because a lot of us Spurs fans say about fringe players or players that don't get much game time. They need running the team. They, they need to go in the team. Of course, he spent time out on loan. Do you see it working out for someone like Brian Hill at Tottenham under Postacoglu? Well, last season, no. When, when he first came in, I thought he looked a bit lightweight. I wasn't quite sure of what he, what he brought to the party. This season, in the in the the glimpses that I've seen of him and the glimpses that he's the chances that he's had, I think there is potential. I think he's. I, I don't know. There's something about him that I I feel like he's 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 not quite what we need in those sort of wide areas. He almost looks like he needs to be playing in the hole. He needs to be playing in that sort of central, more central position. I don't know if that is going to be the case or if that is. But he, he looks because I think he's got great feet. He's very slippery. Um, he can create things with his movement. I mean, right now, I, if, you, if you're going to push me for an answer, I'm trying to be nice. I don't think he's probably going to have too much of a future, um, which I think is a shame. And I think it comes down to his, his strength. I think it comes down to, I think he'd be too easy to figure out. Like, if you look at him today, he's that first five, ten minutes, he was brilliant. He come up against Carl Walker. Carl Walker is literally going to fold him up and put him in his pocket, which is what he did. Um, you know, and I think he's going to get eaten up unless he unless he fills out, and if he you know unless he bulks out. But is he going to do that at his age? Is it going to affect his pace? Is it going to affect his you know his ability to turn inside out? I just don't know. I'm not I'm not sure what he exactly what he brings. I think he's got great potential, and and it's definitely not a no. It was a no before for me. I was a bit like no, I don't really see, but. Um, it's more of a question mark right now. But if I'm honest and brutal, we're where we want to go. I just don't think we've got the time to kind of wait for him. And an, and and another loan spell doesn't really serve us. It doesn't. It's no point. Yeah. Like it, it, you know, unless it's the an English team, unless he's been loaned to an English team, I don't see anybody in loaning him out. No, exactly, exactly. And and then why are we going to do that? You know, when we're trying to build something and. So I don't know. I feel I feel a bit sorry for that because I do think he was, and I thought against Villa he was he was really good. Um, he showed really good, you know, good moments. So yeah, difficult. I mean, Lacelso on the other hand, Lacelso is the opposite end of the spectrum. I think that, that, that's exactly where I was going to go, Lacelso, yeah. because if you go on social media today and go on social media after the Aston Villa game as well, it seems that half the people are really for Lacelso, and half are saying, "Well, what actually did he do in the game?" 
Where, where do you stand on it? Uh, well, again, I think he's. I think he, he, he. He's much better playing further forward, as we've now discovered. He's much better, like working in those little holes, like Madison does. Um, is he a replacement for Madison? No. When Madison comes back, one million percent Madison plays. But it's good to see. I think he stepped on, and I think he's done himself absolutely no harm whatsoever. And he's given Ange. He's definitely given Ange. He asked him a question for sure. When Madison comes back, does he swap him straight out? He's shown he's capable. What a great goal today! I thought that strike as well that he, you know, he caught it so clean. He's technically a very good player. I think with better players around him, with better options around him, you know, maybe. So he's he's definitely done himself no harm. Um, but I don't, you know, with a full strength squad, you know, he, he does step aside for me. But I think, he, but I've been really impressed with him. Craig, let's come to you on that same point about Giovanni Lo Celso, because there's many reports coming out, certainly in the last couple of weeks, about Barcelona. He is their number one target in the January transfer window. Would you be sorry to see Giovanni Lo Celso leave? Because when you go back to the summer, a lot of Spurs fans, including myself, never ever thought that we would see Giovanni Lo Celso put that Spurs shirt on again, playing at the club, you know, certainly under a new manager. We all thought that he would be sold uh, in the last window. Are you surprised by... Uh, this transformation in Lo Celso now being being a starter. I know we've got injuries, but but coming into the team. Yeah, to, I, I think you're right. I mean, if if Madison's fit, I don't think Lo Celso gets a look in. To be honest with you, he's kind of the Madison replacement. And to be fair to him, I thought he played pretty well today, Lo Celso. Uh, lovely goal as well. Um, I didn't think we'd see him in a Spurs shirt, if I'm honest again, but. Um, he, I saw enough in those friendlies pre-season to, to realise there is a player in there. And, you know, he's been pretty much under pragmatic managers, hasn't he? And, and now he's under Ange. He, he does look like the Lo Celso that we kind of promised we were getting because I didn't really know much about him when he joined. Um, so so would I like to see him go? I probably wouldn't. I'd, you know, if, if we keep hold of him for the rest of the season, then he goes in the summer, then, then so be it. But I think I think he's going to he's an important player certainly at the moment while Madison's out. He just gives us something a little bit different. Um, as for Brian Gill, just coming back on that, I'd love for him to work out at Tottenham. I thought he thought he'd nice tricky little player, something a bit different. But I just don't think it's ever going to work for him at Spurs, and I think we should cut our losses and and let him go. Whether we'll have the ability to do that in January is if we get players in, then I think Gil could be out the door. And like you say, I don't see any point in giving him loan, even to an English team. I just don't think it's the right league for him personally, which is a shame because I think there's a player in there. Um, I just don't think he's suited to the Premier League. And, you know, that happens with some players. And um, I think he's one of them. You know, he showed some nice touches today and a few bits of skill, but I just don't think it's right for him. So, um, as for going back to La Celso, like I say, I think hold on to him for the rest of the season because I think he'd be a good squad player once Madison comes back in. Because, like I say, I think Madison does come, come back in as soon as he's fit. Could you play both of them? Probably. I think La Celso could fill one of those uh, front row roles, to be honest, on the left or the right. Um, he surprised me in that, you know, we're, we're in the transfer window when we got him and Ndombele, I must admit. I was quite excited to see Ndombele and Lo Celso together in the midfield. And obviously the one time they were put there, it was it was atrocious, wasn't it? Um, that probably said more about Ndombele than Lo Celso, of course. But 
look, here's what it is. He's he's come in. He's played really well today. He's going to play again, you would imagine, the next two games at least and start the next two games. So hopefully he can, um, he can still continue that good form on because we do need somebody in there, a lock picker and somebody that's a little bit different. Gareth, let's come to you in the 30th minute. A good run from Doku um, running at Davis. He, he shot. He hit the bar, then bounced off the post. And then a minute later, and I know we're not here to talk about the quality football of Manchester City, but that was classic Manchester City. A real silky goal from them. Uh, finished off by Foden. Alvarez assisting. Uh, a brilliant move, wasn't it? Well, it was a fantastic goal, Chris. I mean, but from a Man City point of view, it was a fantastic goal. But I mean, we that was the one... Time in the game that them them sort of that spell before half time was really really tough. We couldn't get out. Um, you know, City were dominant. Um, and the goal was coming. Um, we got that warning sign. You know, it was surprising because it all came from a corner. Really, I think it might have been our corner where Davis then had to cover it right back. But then we went up the other end, and I'm surprised that Poro and Davis didn't swap over during that transition. Um, and Davis actually ended up being right back then on the counter attack. And, you know, not even Davis backed himself to the top talk. He, he kind of gave up. He didn't really see. He was trying to cut. He let him on side, which was crazy. Um, and, you know, we're very lucky to escape that. And in the end, it was irrelevant because he scored a minute later. But, again, it was Davis for that, for the goal. Instead of, you know, that was a one time in the game. He didn't hold the line. And they went, Davis gambled and went back. I didn't play the whole team on side. And they walked through us because the rest of the team couldn't get back. You know, I think that's where you have to trust the system. And you try and play the offside. And if it goes wrong, it goes wrong. As Ange said, he'll take responsibility if things go wrong. I'm sure when Ange looks back at that goal, he'll be Sandy Davis. Look, that's where you got to hold your line. You cannot, you cannot panic and, and play. The, he played the whole team on side, and that's why they walked through us. I mean, I mean, how often do you see goals like that in the Premier League where a player is in the six-yard box completely unmarked and he puts it away? Um, so you know that was a tough, tough period. And at that point, I really thought we just need to get the half time at two-one, mm. and luckily we did. And it was a different game second half. But just going back on the points the boy said, completely agree with the Brian Brian Gill, uh, Brian Hill issue. You know, I think at his time at Spurs, it, it won't work out, Chris. I think, as, as, as Craig said, you know, and let, even loaning him out to the English team, I said I, I would do that if it came to alone. But I, I just don't see it working out. It doesn't suit this league. Um, and he, he looks at times, Chris, that it's really hard work for him, even to do the basics. It looks like he's really struggling with the physicality of the English game. So I just don't see it working out. And on the Celso, for me, very unlucky, as the boy said, with, um, you know, he was signed by Pochettino. Then that, that you know, he was injured. He only got a few games under Poch. And then he came on the pragmatic managers um, who, who never really suited his style of play. Thought he was the outstanding player in pre-season, Chris. And I think uh, Ange has said a number of times this season that he's been very unlucky, that, you know, the team was winning, unbeaten, top of the league. He couldn't really, he couldn't change the mud three that we had. So um, it was never, you know, it wasn't his fault. And then he said that um, he was one of the players that would benefit from the injuries that he would get his opportunity. Um, and I really do think Ange likes him. And, you know, I, I wouldn't want to see him go because I think, Chris, next year, if we are, and we're going to be in Europe of some sort, hopefully it's the Champions League, we're going to need a squad. And I do think he's a very, very good squad option to come in. Um, he's very tidy on the ball and he'll suit Ange's state of playing. Chris, from what, from what I've seen of the players, even the French players that's come in this season, they all want to play for the club. They all want to. They all want. They all be buying under this. I can't see yeah. anyone wanting to go. You know, I think Celso's game probably is suited to the, uh, the, the the Spanish league. But you know, I mean, I've seen that Barcelona can with the loan move, so that doesn't suit us. They have no money to spend. Um, and you know, we paid a lot of money from at the time, Chris. So I, I would like to see him stay. Um, and and you know, 
I think with Madison's fit, Madison plays, but that's not a slight on the Celso. Madison, for me, he was he was arguably the best player in the Premier League before he got injured. Um, so I mean, you, you need a squad of players. Look at Man City today. Doku comes off, Gullis comes on. You know how nice would it be if we're in a game two or three up, and you bring Madison off, bring and you and you bring the Celso on. You know we're going to need that. So um, no, definitely for me, he has to stay. Jamie, let's come to you. After Manchester City, of course, scored that second goal, uh, taking a two-one lead. Uh, there was a lot of pressure in the 33rd minute. A cross came in. Davis cleared over the bar. A couple of minutes later, we gave the ball away. Alvarez then hit the post. A minute later, Alvarez to Haaland. He shot over the bar. Uh, as Gareth said, I was hoping that we would just get in 2-1 down, regroup and then go out again and try and get a result in the second half. Exactly what we did. Um, Kulusevski, um, after the game, said and said to us, just go and play. In that second half, just go and play. If I asked you your honest feelings at half-time, how were you feeling at that point? Well, relieved that we'd gone into one. I was doing exactly as I was sitting watching with my boy. And I was like, if we can if we can cling on for dear life here, going at 2-1. I think that's, a, that's, a, that's another thing that, uh, and we've seen it a number of times already this season. I've got so much faith in, in Ange's his, his influence at half-time, which I didn't have. Um, not with Mourinho, certainly not Conte. I don't even know if he was in the dressing room at half-time, half the time. I think he must have just got... <laughs> but um, you know that Andrew's going to go in there and you know he's going to put the right message across. And I love that. And, he's, and I saw that in his press conference after the game. He said, you know, I'll take, if it doesn't work, I'll take responsibility. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I felt that uh, I was relieved to go in at half-time. I mean, did I think that it would end up being free all? No. Good God, no. Um, and, it, you know, I was kind of, I came back in and sat back down and braced myself. And, uh, yeah, you know, we had a, we had a go. And, that, and they did exactly what, you know, what he's asked them to do, which shows the buy-in for the players. I mean, going back to what the point that was made earlier about, you know, should he have changed? Should he adapted because we've got no centre-halves? Should he adapt? But I don't think you can. I think if you're... If you're going in at half-time and you're saying that and you're saying, listen, I will take responsibility, then you also need every single player to come in and play the same way. You can't you can't adapt because we've lost Mickey van der Ven. You can't adapt because of Romero's, you know, it's we play away. That's how that's what we want. We want an identity as a as a team. That's what he's trying to do. So every player that comes in has to be able to play in that system and has to be able to play that way. And if they can't, then they're they're not going to be long for the club. But the players have got to buy into it. The fans are buying into it. That's what's going to happen. So if you if you slot back in, if you come into that team, you know you've got to, you've got to do the same thing. So I loved it. And on Kulusevski, I thought he was tremendous today. Yeah. I thought his work rate, his aggression, um, absolutely loved it. Absolutely. You can never doubt him. Sometimes I've, you know, I find him a bit frustrating at times when he constantly does the same thing, constantly cuts inside. Um, you know, sometimes his delivery is a little bit, but. I have to, I love him because, and he's really getting back to where he was, you know, when he first came to us and I was so excited by him, his work rate and his effort, you know, he's absolutely knackered at the end of the, uh, of the games, particularly when he first came to us. And today was, I thought he was absolutely outstanding, you know, yeah. but old Kulusevski and yeah, uh, more of that, the more the better for me. Yeah, I've got to say Kulusevski was definitely my player of the match as well. Yeah. Um, Jamie, let's stay with you because just 18 seconds... Uh, into the second half, Vicario played it straight to Manchester City and then made a, a fantastic save. Yeah. Were you surprised by a player of that standard? Because 
you know, it's fair to say in the summer, lots of Spurs fans said, who's this guy? You know, we wanted David Raya. You know, lots of Spurs fans wanted David Raya. We got Vicario. Many people said, oh, this is the cheaper option. Vicario, in my opinion, has been a breath of fresh air, a fantastic goalkeeper. Uh, but we don't want to see our goalkeeper doing things like this because, of course, we've seen Hugo Lloris do this over the last few years, a number of occasions. Yeah. And we had Gomez before that. Um, <laughs> uh, I saw, I went to the Shakhtar pre-season friendly and I saw Vicario and I've got to say, and I think I said this last time I was on, I was like, nah, not, he's not, he hasn't got it. He looked nervous. He looked a bit shaky on the ball. Um, he did pull out a couple of really good saves in that game. And then he totally, he made me eat my words. I think he's been tremendous. Um, I think he's been dominant. His shot stopping is phenomenal. Um, and he seems to have a really nice, calm, cool head. I think everyone's allowed a, everyone's allowed an off day. I think he made a couple of, he looked a little bit ropey at a couple of moments today. Um, but I think you've got to say, you know, he's got four fullbacks playing in front of him. Yeah. And he's got the best attacking team, you know, some of the best attackers in the world bearing down on him. Shots coming in from all sorts of, you know, they're, they're playing, they're playing round us. They're shooting from distance. He is, you know, the mental pressure that a goalkeeper is going to be under in that, in that scenario. Um, you know, you've got Emerson Royale desperate to give Man City the ball every time he's, every time he's getting it. <laughs> he's, and so I, I just think, you know, he has pulled out great saves. You know, he, he's, he's pulled out some great saves and he's also made some mistakes today. But, you know, it's free all. Let's not worry about it. <laughs> Greg, let's come to you. In the 53rd minute, Johnson had a shot on target from range. Comfortable for the goalkeeper. Three minutes later, Johnson had another shot, which was then blocked. Uh, Edison then gabbered. Uh, in the 63rd minute, a chance for you, Doggy. Uh, he was through on goal. Son in the middle. Goalkeeper save. And then the offside flag went up. Uh, what have you made of Destiny Doggy? Uh, what have you made of him today? Today, yeah, yeah, I thought I thought he was good. Um, he, he, he's kind of what you're getting, not used to, but expecting of a doggy, and, and realise how much we do miss him when he's not there because he seems to glide across the pitch. I think he's a very fast player. He's actually quite a big lad, isn't he, for a left back? He must be six foot plus. Um, but I, I just think he's been a breath of fresh air at left back. He's been different. He doesn't mind getting forward. He's playing the inverted role well, and as you say, but he was offside, but he was up there um, making the runs like Porro does on the right. He, 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 that's incredible to, to think, you know, you go from the Mourinho days and Conte days, where it's almost like the fullbacks, you don't, you don't want them over the halfway line. Or Conte is a bit different because he played three at the back, but it's, it's such a breath of fresh air to see them two getting forward as well. And he, he does play that role brilliantly, I have to say. Um, lost his head, obviously, when he got his two yellows, and that cost us. So hopefully he's learned from that. But I think he's um, I think he's going to be a player for Tottenham. I really do. And hopefully he will stay many, many years. Because come back to what we were saying before, once Ange gets this squad of players that can play the way he wants us to play, and there is some players there that, no matter what they try, they're not going to be able to play this type of football. Once we've got a squad of those players, and they might not be big-name players, but they'll be players that can play that way, then I, th I think we're going to be a force to reckon be reckoned with. And the dog is just part of that. I think he's a perfect fit for that left-back role. 
I think he can actually play in the middle. I, I think he's he's so strong, so yeah. powerful, and he reads the game so well. I, I would have made an argument for to try him out through the centre instead of Emerson Royale. Um, Interestingly, but see, when the one game I thought we were very, very poor this season was the game he must free suspension and Royale had to play in the left side and we were very unbalanced. Thank Poro and Doggy or Keedy that way I thought play. Yeah, I guess that, I guess. One, that was the yeah. one game I thought we were yeah. very, very poor. And that was the only game yeah. early this season. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit like Rose and um, Walker, isn't it? Really, it's a bit like that sort of scenario, isn't it? Well, I think he could if the, if the other personnel, if we if we could replace him um, in that left back position. I think he, could, I think he could. He's a big, strong, quick defender. Um, he's very comfortable with the ball. I think he could do a really good job in the middle. Gareth, as well as all the good things during the game, I've got to mention some of the the negatives as well because in the sixty seventh minute. Um, Lo Celso had a corner. Um, he put it in. It went straight to Edison. Not one Spurs player was near the goalkeeper at the back post, challenging. Why do you think that is? Mm, the the set pieces at the moment we we aren't. We, you know, we, we seem to play a lot of them short. There was one. Thinking the I think it was just before the equaliser as well. We had one. And, um, they played it very very quickly. It was it was two minutes before the equaliser. Yeah. Uh, we played it very very quickly and ended up going for a goal kick. You know, sometimes we just. We're too keen. But I think, Chris, you know, with everything that's happening, you know, Rome wasn't bought in a day. There's going to be teething problems. There's going to be issues. I mean, going back to what you are saying with the goalkeeper, I mean, Vicario, there was a couple of ones. But, I mean, other than that, I thought he was outstanding with his feet. I mean, right foot, left foot at times, his passing was superb. You know, I have no issue with, if he's got the ability to do it, let him do it. You know, if Larice was doing that, for example, I'd be panicking. You know, Vicario, he's more than capable of playing that. Yeah. I mean, there's one in the second half. I think he played it straight on the Hoiberg, and I was going, oh my God, it's a disaster. And he played it very Hoiberg. He played it very quickly, and we got out of it. But we do take risks, but that is the way Antoine play. I mean, corners, I mean, I was surprised that Celso was taking corners because his corners his corners are pretty poor. We've seen that over the years. Um, and I think that was the only one he took. I think after that, Poro went back on them. So, you know, that, that, was, that was good. You know, his delivery was very good. But, Chris, I mean, a few times, I think, during the game, Kulisvesi could have put the ball into the box, too. Um, I think Gary Neville was pretty critical from the commentary on two occasions. But when you look at it, Chris, we're, we're not we're not the tallest team. We're not going to win too many headers. I know Kulazresi, ironically, scores from that from the header, but he is kind of the he's the power and the strength of that front three. Son isn't isn't going to score too many headers. I don't see Brennan Johnson score too many headers. So it's very much about trying to play play it through, play 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 the play around teams and play it through. So um uh, it's, it's, there's going to be teething problems, Chris, but I, I think we're doing very well at this stage so far to be to be, to be where we are with the players we've lost. Yeah, I th- well, we've certainly come on to that goal, but I think it was more of his shoulder than his head. Um, uh, Jamie, Jamie, let's come to you. Um, in the 69th minute, of course, Spurs equalised 2-2 uh, Giovanni Lo Celso. I've got to say, um, it, was, it was laid off by Hunmin Son, but credit to Ben Davies, who won the ball back to start this move off. And I think that Ben Davies is one of those players that gets a lot of criticism uh, by Spurs fans. But is it, can I just start there? Before we talk about the goal, is the criticism for Ben Davies, is it fair? Well, no, no, it isn't, it isn't fair, is the short answer, because he's, he's been such an amazing servant for us. You know, he's been asked to do several different roles at different times. You know, he's often overlooked. Um, I think he's got better for me. I think he's, I think he's improved um, huge amount. I think he's become. I think he's matured. So 
yeah. I mean, I can see why the criticism would come, and uh, but you know, you've got you you've got to tip your hat to someone who's been with us for that long, and and you know, there's no question his effort. He doesn't come in and sulk. He doesn't. He does, you know, and sometimes he's missed games upon games upon games, and then he comes in, and he takes his chances, and he and he probably knows that in a full strength side, he, he's going to be stepping aside again. Um, but he, he, you can never question his effort. So. You know, he loves playing for Spurs. He's a, he's a Spurs man as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, it, it's not... I don't think it's justified, the criticism. Because he's never really, other than mistakes, he's never let us down in terms of, you know, intentionally dropping his head or, or you know, not putting in a shift. So, yeah, it's harsh. Jamie, uh, on the goal, Lo Celso's yeah. finish, um, this is exactly what we want to see from the Argentinian international, isn't it? Because we haven't seen enough of this from him since we signed him four years ago. Yeah, exactly. What it was just brilliant. And Son had actually made a phenomenal run. Brilliant. Fantastic. Um, there, there was a moment and you're going, and, the, and you see Son make the run, and I think that's got pretty much guaranteed goal on it if he just literally slides it. So, yeah. you know, but that's what you want. You want you want bravery and you want courageous decisions in those areas in that situation and what a finish you know it's absolute pinpoint you know there's no room for error there and it's just yeah superb and like i said moments later he had another strike which he caught so and the technique on that was unbelievable because the ball was actually moving away from him and he's kind of he's kind of adapted his body and managed to get a really clean um accurate strike on it so yeah brilliant brilliant finish absolutely brilliant finish thoroughly deserved as well can I, can I ask you, Jamie, how you were feeling at that point? Because that that that, that point you mentioned there, seventy first minute, uh, with a shot um, just outside the box that went over. Um, how are you feeling at that point? Were you thinking that Spurs could and should go on to win? I, uh, I, well, I, I sort of had that feeling of going. It would be amazing if we did, and and I suppose deep down, it was more hope than than feeling. Um, no, I'm, realistically, you kind of, I kind of, I felt that, I actually felt City would just uh, put the burners on and go up and have a couple of gears and, and take the game out of sight, personally, if, you, if you'd have asked me at the time. But, um, yeah, but then again, that being said, I, I don't think it was beyond the realms of believability that we would have gone on to nick it. But the way we play, the way they were sort of sitting back a little bit, you know, the way we were still having a go. It wouldn't have surprised me if we'd have if we'd have lost or won, um, but I definitely I'm definitely happy with the result. What it feels like we won. I felt at the end like we won. I felt like that was three points. Craig, let's come to you in the 75th minute. Lewis to Rodri, who shot over the bar. Three minutes later, we made our second sub of the game. The Celso off Oliver Skip coming on. Uh, we haven't even mentioned uh, or very much uh, Pierre Mihoibier. Um I, I felt that he. Um, really balanced the, 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 the game up, really, for Tottenham. Um, he is another one that a lot of Spurs fans have criticised. A lot of Spurs fans wanted to see the back of him in the summer. He stayed around. He's been extremely professional, in my opinion. He's never, ever complained. And every single time that we've called on him, he's done a, a remarkable job for us. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I, th I think he came on today and he did, he did kind of change the game. Um, just brought a bit of calmness in the middle there. Um, and Gil wasn't, as we said before, having the best of games. Uh, there were sparks, but you know what you're going to get for Hoybier. He's, he's, he's reliable. 
he, he, I think he calms down everyone around him as well because he, he's, he's just comfortable on the ball. He, he knows his limitations, but what he does, he does brilliantly. And he, I think he's been really good this season. And he's coming, you know, he's, cha- he's changed the way he plays and he can play a bit further up the pitch as well, like he does for Denmark. So, you know, he's got a goal in him, he's got a pass in him. So I just think he's been... Um, exactly what you said you think he's just been professional in everything he's done he hasn't moaned he hasn't winked he's just got on with it and I think he's a great option to have and I, I don't want to see him go in January I don't think they can let him go in January if I'm honest um, you know next summer perhaps depend on where the transfer window is going obviously he nearly went to Atletico Madrid didn't he but that didn't that fell through so I'm, I'm glad we held on to him and um, I think he can still do a really good job for us in there like he did today Gareth, let's come to you. Of course, Manchester City took the lead uh, 3-2 in the 81st minute. Haaland assisting Jack Grealish. Uh, Basuma tried to beat players, caught by Rodri. Talk us through that goal. What, what on earth was Basuma doing? Uh, crazy moment of madness, really. I mean, it's part of Basuma's game where he tries to beat players. But I think in that, you've got to play that pass because he's done so well. He actually won the ball back and then he does that. You know, so very frustrating. And I mean, before that, as, as Jamie, Jamie sort of that doesn't say there, but I mean, I, I felt it 2-2, we were going to win it. I mean, I thought City were on the rope, so I watched the game against Liverpool last week. It was a very similar game where first half City were strong, second half they sat off, let Liverpool into the game. And it's very hard, Chris, when you let a team back into the game and they do score, the momentum was respired. You could see that, you know, Lacelso shot, as Jamie said, great technique, if that goes in, all of a sudden, bang, bang, Spurs are 3-2 up. But I thought at that point, Spurs had them on the ropes. Um, we, we look confident and we really shot ourselves in the foot. I mean, it's not like Spurs, they shoot themselves in the foot, is it? But, um, you know, and at that point, I was absolutely deflated because I remember uh, I was coming home from, I was actually away at the caravan this weekend uh, with, a, with a girlfriend, but we were chatting the way back and I was saying there that um, I, I I felt that a lot of a lot of my friends were saying Spurs are going to get their pants pulled down today. And I was like, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. And I said to her, what I think will happen is it'll be tight. And we'll shoot ourselves in the foot and lose the game. And at that point, that's what I thought exactly happened, where we played so well in that second half, and I thought we we're going to get beat um, with that silly mistake. But in the end, Chris, we, we battled back, and that, that's the main thing. But do I think that's going to change with Vistuma? I, I don't think so. I think he'll continue to play that way. Because if you look at a lot of our attacks today, Chris, it does start with the ball coming out from the back. So it's it, it will cost you a game, but, it, but it'll win you games as well. Um, and, you know, the I think it's tremendous credit to the players that despite mistakes, despite at times where it looks a bit nervy, they keep trying to play the way they're being asked. And I think that's that's very, very, very promising for us um, going forward because that will, we will only get better, Chris, doing that, or doing that. As time goes on, you'll see less mistakes and more profit from, from them situations. I think you'll get away with some of those things in some games, but not against the likes of Manchester City. And it's one of them ones where you're up against Rodri. You have to yeah. play it again for player. He's the best player at nicking the ball. Um, yeah. you know, he's regarded as the best number six in, the world, in world football. And it was a bit, it was a bit naivety, you know. But that, but I think at the time that was just because of the game. I think if that's in the first half and we're under pressure, he passes the ball. I think at that time Spurs were on a good good moment and they thought we could win this. The confidence was there, um, yeah. and it's probably just game management that needs to improve because you no know, way Wolves, even though it wasn't a great performance. You know, we, we probably should have held on for at least a draw, you know, if not won that game. So it's just game management. We've conceded a lot of goals late on in games and at the end of first halves. Um, 
And, and that is something that will improve, Chris. I have no doubt going forward. It's just, you know, frustrating at the moment. But you have to look at the bigger picture. There's, they, they, we have to learn from the mistakes. You have to make the mistakes first to learn from. Um, basically, what Jamie said at the third, it's very similar to, because we're, we're, it's complete change from the style of play of Mourinho and Conte. It's almost like training kids. They, they kick a ball again. You know, they have to make the mistakes. They, they learn from them. Jamie, let's come to you. Um, in the 87th minute, um, of course, Ange Postacoglu made our third sub of the game. Richarlison coming on for Basuma. Um, Richarlison only a couple of weeks ago had surgery. Um, before today's game, Postacoglu said he will only last five to ten minutes if required. Um, are you surprised by the attitude that a manager comes out and says he will only last five or ten minutes? And I also wanted to ask you whether you think that Richarlison will make it at Spurs and become a success because, of course, he's had quite a difficult time since joining from Everton, not scored that many goals in the Premier League for Spurs. Yeah, we had this... I think you asked me the same question when I was on before. And we are now several more games, several games ahead. I'm still asking. I ask every yeah, game. I know, I know. And I'm, des <laughs> I'm desperate for him too. I, I really want him to. And when Harry left, you know, you got a £60 million, you know, Brazilian centre-forward sitting there and you're going, go on then, son. Go and take your, go and take your chance. Go and take your opportunity. And I've seen games. He does half and half. He does, he does give it some. Do I think he's what we need? Do I think he's going to end up what we need him be to be? I don't think so. And I really want him to. But if I'm totally, totally honest, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's, it's hard to judge right now because he he's come out and said that this injury is what's been holding him back. And he's needed this up and he's needed to, you know, he's been playing through the pain barrier and all of that. So let's see when he's fully healed up. Um, I didn't really see the point of that today, if I'm totally honest. I think yeah. I, I, that didn't really show. He's not He's not a talismanic striker that, that you need to, to bring on. You know, he's not a Harry Kane where you go, oh, look, he's, he's on for 10 minutes and it gives the team a lift. I think it's pointless. I think give him the rest. Because what if he goes on and tears something or gets a gets a knock? You know that's just a waste of time. Well, especially when we've got youngsters and we're prepared to, you know, to debut youngsters and we, you know, I just I don't see the point in it. Um, so yeah, I, ask me ask me again next time I'm on or towards the end of the season. Right now, right now, uh, you know, I'm going to say I want him to. I really do want him to because I like him. Um, I think he could potentially, you know, I think he. But I, I just don't see it. I think we would have seen it by now. Um, I think we would have had more than the glimpses that we've had of what we need him to be. And so I think it might at some point come to the, you know, we'd have to come to the agreement as part ways or, because again, alone, I don't, you know, it doesn't serve anyone. You know, he's too experienced. He's too long in the tooth and, and we need, we need replacements quick, but um, we'll see, see how this operation turns out. See how he's, you know, healing up from this injury. If he's been holding him back, maybe. If he comes in and hits the ground running, um, then I'll be very happy. I'll be very happy to see him smashing goals in for Spurs. I really would. Jamie, just a quick yes or no. If Ange Postacoglu and Spurs were to get a decent offer in the summer for Richarlison, should they take it? What's a decent offer? Well, near enough our money back from the Saudi league. No chance. No chance. Uh, what, no chance we'll get the money? No chance. I think you're, you'd be lucky to get 40 million from. No, but if, if, if they came in and offered 60 million, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think, I think 50 million. I think, yeah. I think, I think for that money, you've got to cut your losses. I think we've got a couple of decent players in and around. I think we could go and spend that. We've got Harry's money. 
um, with 50 million. Because is he? Is you know we've lost that we've lost a, a top top world class striker who's getting us 30 odd goals a season. Even even in his his downtime, you know he gives you so much more. Charles is not. He doesn't do that now. Is he ever going to do that? My the answer is no for me. I Jamie's want, an inter- yeah. it's an interesting one though, isn't it? Because during our 14 games, have you heard anyone say we're really missing Harry Kane? No, 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 no. I mean. There's been a couple of times that we have, and I think Luton was a great example of that. But no, no, I haven't. And I think, uh, and that's, you know, it's great. Would Do we want him? Yeah. I mean, we'll be having him back. Yeah, of course. But um, I think everyone is so bought into to what Ange is doing. It's almost like the, our style of football has become our new star player. Mm. I mean, it's not, so we've lost yeah. Harry, we've gone. That's, that's happened. We've all cried. I still do cry over it a little bit. But I do it more silently now, um, you know. And I wish him all the best, and I'm so happy to see him doing well and what a top man. And I think he'll come home at some point. I do. I think he'll go over there, win some stuff, hopefully win the Champions League, and then go. I'm going home, um, and he can come back anyway. But no, I think I think because we've got such a talismanic manager who's come in and gone. This is how we're playing, and everyone's bought into the style of football, uh, and it sort of united us a little bit. I felt we've all, we've gone right. Okay, come on then. We've had some crap managers that we've not bought into for the last few years. We've lost Harry. We've got nothing to lose. Let's let's just follow this guy. And yeah. it's working out well. That's that's how I feel, you know, we've all sort of put our arms around each other and gone, you know, it is what it is. He's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, United the fan base and everyone seems so uh together uh, amongst yeah. that squad, which is great to see. Stadium um, Stadium's the best it's ever been for me. Yeah. Other, yeah. Well, apart from uh, you know, in the Poch days, in the Champions League days, for a long, long time, that stadium is bouncing, absolutely bouncing. The beginnings of those games, the hairs on the back of your neck, yeah. standing on end, like it, the atmosphere, you know, uh, as Gareth, I think, said, you know, we've got into a Man City game today on a Sunday afternoon with the bare bones of a squad. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we're signing up players in the pub around the corner and yet we're, I'm really excited for it. You know, that's great. That's great. That's what is that's what is about. That's what being Spurs fans about. You know, the the expectation and anticipation. That's that's it. Craig, let's come to you because, of course, in the 90th minute, uh, Dian Kulaseski equalised. Uh, whether it was head or whether it was his shoulder, the ball went in the top corner uh, past Edison. Yeah. Uh, fantastic feeling. The away end went absolutely mental. Uh, Manchester City three, Tottenham Hotspur three. What did you make of the goal? What did you make of the cross? What did you make of the finish? Just brilliant. The cross was superb. As I say, it did remind me, give, give me Harry Kane vibes away. He nipped in front of the defender there. Don't really see Kulu getting many headers, uh, you know, for his height. It's, it's, it's quite remarkable, actually, that he doesn't get on the end of many crosses, usually because he's putting them in himself. But it was just fantastic. There was a little part of me that thought we were going to get that, that equaliser, to be honest with you. I was never like, oh, God. Because I think from history, just tell you that we never stop against City especially and there's always going to be that opening and they did leave themselves open at the back there and I think we got our just reward especially in the second half you you can argue that that we we kind of edged the second half I I don't know what the possession stats were in the second half but um, I I just thought we deserved it in the end and he he was man of the match for me and that just capped it off and um, I just couldn't see him nicking the winner at the end. If anything, I thought, oh, this would be poetic justice 
if Richarlison bangs him on a one comes on, it goes in off his ass or something like that, and, and we get the win for free. You could just see it happening, couldn't you? We'd just be so Tottenham, but yeah, fantastic um, move and a great header or whatever shoulder from Kulisevsky. I'll take it. It doesn't matter. We got a point back home and then push on these next few games and, and hopefully we can start moving up that table again now. I need to inform you all, though, um, while I was sitting here, because I didn't believe we were going to get the equaliser. I thought it was over. I'm sitting here with my seven-year-old son and we've got an elf on the shelf that arrives and he comes every year. And he's very naughty and he's called Tommy Tinsel. So my son went, oh, I think Tommy Tinsel might want to watch the game. And I said, and I quote, we'll go and get him there. Maybe it brings a bit of luck. And he came over and he sat on the sofa with us. And then, bang, literally 30 seconds later, we scored the equaliser. So it was only purely down to Tommy Tinsel, the elf on the shelf. So he's now going to be watching every single Spurs game for the rest of the season. Well, I certainly <laughs> think he helped us, uh, Jamie, because, Gareth, let me come to you on this, because uh, you're a you wafer qualified coach, right? Talk me yeah. through this moment, uh, Simon Hooper, because I feel like us Spurs fans and the Tottenham Hotspur team, Postacoglu, got a lot of help here. Erling Haaland was fouled. He played the ball forward. The referee seemed to play advantage and then blew the whistle when a Manchester City player was almost one-on-one with Vicario. What on earth happened there? Tell you what, Simon Hooper has done us a few favours this season, I'll tell you <laughs> that. Um, he may be in the box on Thursday night. Um, he, had a, he was the referee for the Liverpool game as well. Um, do you know what? We caught a major break, Chris, because what a pass from Erling Haaland. I mean, how you seen that? I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. And then the only thing I thought of was he must be offside. But then they always let it go on. But he was clearly onside on the replay. And he, he played that advantage. But then I thought maybe because, um, you know, Haaland had fallen to the ground, did he just panic and blow the whistle? I, I just think maybe emotions caught up in the game. And I actually thought these credit, he refereed the game brilliantly. He let it flow. There wasn't too many stoppages. Um, and, you know, unfortunately for him, that's going to be flagged up as a major error because Grudis was one-on-one. Um, and to be totally honest, we, we, he's more likely to score than not score. Um, and then the only thing I was worried about them was, oh, he owes Man City. They might get a soft penalty here. And, and then I seen them checking the VAR. Luckily for us, it was never a penalty, so they were never going to get involved. But, I mean, if he had a blue the whistle, would VAR had the had the guts to over, overturn the referee's decision? That would have been the that would have been the scary thought. But we definitely caught a major break there. Christie's made an error. Um, it's probably, I mean, they made the error with a Diaz goal. So we've, we've had Simon Herpers very, very friendly to Spurs this season. Um, but Chris, we've had some bits of bad luck in the last few games. Um, as you refer to the volley game with the offside, um, a couple of them, yes, maybe Sonny should time his run better. But I think the one where Poro hits the post and it comes out and Son puts it in. You, can, you can't plan for that type of stuff. And you know, last week against Villa, I mean, I was sitting here last Sunday evening in the house, absolutely deflated because it felt you know, like such a bad defeat because of how well he played. So football has a funny way of 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 like um, swinging and roundabouts, and I, I remember saying after the Villa game or the Liverpool game, and all Liverpool friends were were absolutely furious with the Diaz offside. I says, look, football swings and roundabouts, and Spurs are going to get that bit of bad luck. And they've had, I mean, they've had serious amounts of bad luck with injuries and you know hitting the posts, bar, crossbar, keeping making saves, not putting chances away. And we get we even even the. Even the song goal that they got the own goal, I think that's our fifth own goal this season. So we've had a lot of them go go against us, and sometimes you just need that. We've had a luck, and luckily, luckily for us, he blew the whistle and he couldn't go back on the decision. Um, but I actually referee games as well, Chris, um, um, at the weekend sometimes, and I'm telling you, that's a major, major error. And Howard Webb will chew the bollocks off him. 
Well, in the dying seconds of the game, uh, many congratulations to Jamie Donnelly making his competitive debut for Tottenham Hotspur. Well deserved because he's he's actually, been... he actually loves an hour. Uh, he's actually born an hour away from where I love in Antrim. Uh, he's, I know he's, he's registered. I think he's loved in England for a long time, but he's actually born in Northern Ireland, about an hour from where I love. So brilliant to see. Yeah, brilliant to see. He's been in great form for the under-21s. Um, we've got three other things to cover um, before we go off. Um, the FA Cup draw, transfer window and preview in the West Ham game. I'm going to ask you all the same questions here. Um, Jamie, let's start with you. The FA Cup third round draw was made earlier today. Spurs will face Burnley. The game will be played during the weekend of the 6th and 7th of January. Uh, the sides have met nine times in the history of the FA Cup. Five Spurs wins, two draws and two defeats. Uh, of course, we beat them uh, in the 1962 FA Cup final. What are your thoughts on the draw? Of course, it is great to get a home draw, but what are your thoughts on the draw? And dare I say it, when the FA Cup final comes around in May 2024, that will be 33 years since Spurs last lifted the FA Cup. I just wanted to ask you your thoughts on the draw and what the FA Cup means to you. Thoughts on the draw? Uh, there's easier games, but there's definitely harder games. There's, there's You know, um, I think it's a very, very winnable fixture. I think it's sometimes good to have a have a, a test early on in the cup. Um, my thoughts on the FA Cup: I think we've got to throw everything at it this year. I love the FA Cup. I, I come from a, a generation where you know FA Cup final day was everything. It was yeah. you know the, the coverage began at like ten in the morning, and I'd get up and I'd watch every single minute of it. And it was the it was the greatest, other than the World Cup, it was the greatest competition. Uh, well, affiliated with the FA Cup, you know, and it's been a long, long time. And I think if Big Ange could get us to win the FA Cup, I think that is massive. I think it's massive. And I said to you last time I was on here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create some enemies by saying I would substitute a top four finish for an FA Cup final win. I would. Um, that day out, getting to Wembley. You know, that cup feels like a little bit, you know, there was a time when we won it more than anyone else. And that cup feels a little bit like it's ours and we need it back. So I think he's got to throw everything at this competition. We, we've got no, no resting players. No, you know, I know we did it against Fulham in the League Cup and all of that. And I understand. And I thought he was brilliant in his press conference the way he came out and, and justified that in that he's got to have a look at players. He knows his squad now. He knows his players. I think. Craig, let's come to you on the same question. Oh, it's on mute. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, I agree. It's it's uh, it's there could have been easier draws, but uh, I think there could have definitely been harder ones. It's nice to have a home tie for once. Um, it's a winnable game. I think Burnley are going to be concentrating on staying in the Premier League. I don't think they're going to be going full-tong at the FA Cup, which I think we should. Um, as for what it means to me, I've said on here before, it, it really is one of my earliest memories of, of Tottenham Hotspur and, and, and of football. That, that that Saturday, having the FA Cup on all day was was brilliant. Even though we won it in 81, 82, obviously I remember Ricky Villa and everything. The first one I really remember was 85, I think it was Liverpool, Everton and and Gary Lineker scored for Everton first and then Liverpool went on to win it. But it, it was it was always a memory of the childhood. FA Cup final day was 
was was massive. It was one of the biggest days in the sporting calendar for me. So, and obviously we've got that long history of winning the FA Cup eight times. We were the record holders at one point. Uh, obviously that's been overtaken now, but I, we're long overdue winning the FA Cup, and and I would just love to see us lifting that trophy again and and having just seeing Sonny lift lift the FA Cup at the end of the season was just be absolutely fantastic. No two ways about it. Well, to put it into context, Gareth wasn't even born the last time we lifted the FA Cup, so it's way overdue. You want to see silverware lifted, don't you, Gareth? I'll tell you what, Chris, I've been starved of it. You see, a lot of people, people say to me, um, you don't have to love through the, the, the awful 90s, but at least they won trophies. Um, they won the, the Cup in 91. Um, they won the League Cup in 99. Um, I've only seen us. I, I was born in 97, but was only a, a, a toddler, really, when they won the League Cup in 99. So, realistically, the only one... I remember it's the 2008 League Cup, and for the players we've had, really, really underperformed um, in tournament and cups. A lot of finals, semi-finals, we've been beaten on. So, um, Chris, I mean, uh, the draw for me—it's a dream draw. I think Burnley will rest eleven. I can see them going with a B team. I think that's going to be a re- Burnley. Are not going to even think about that. They're on a scrap to stay up, and I would rather play a Burnley second string. Than a, than a championship team that will come and, you know, they'll see it as a as an opportunity. I think Burnley will just want the game out of the way. And I think we probably will rotate a wee bit, but I still expect us to go semi-strong. And I think the Fulham game was a big learning curve, not to make as many changes. Um, and I'm sure he'll learn from that. But I think as well with these injuries that's, that we've had, I think he'll trust a lot more of the players now. And the players that come in have a game time. I think that Fulham game, not basically their first game of the season, some of them, and they weren't up to speed, um, and we were punished, weren't we? So, I, I'd imagine, I'd imagine we'll get through that pretty comfortably, Chris. With Arsenal draw in Liverpool, you're losing one of the top top. Everyone's referring to them as a, the three best teams: Arsenal, Man City, and Liverpool. You're losing one of them already. Who knows what are? I often say, Chris, I think the draw wins you the cup. Sometimes, obviously, when it comes to the crunch times, you have to you have to turn up and beat a big team. But you can yeah. you can nearly get to a semi final without playing a top team. So. Hopefully, we get a few favourable draws and when the time comes, um, semi-final, final time, we're there and we're ready. Um, you know, top, it's it's imperative we get back into the top four too. So, I do think we need, we need we, we shouldn't just completely focus on the FA Cup. Um, I think there's, there's an opportunity, Chris, this season. If Man City aren't at the races, um, you know, Gary Neville alluded to it that after a treble one in season, it's very difficult to get going again. No team's ever won the league four times in a row. So I do suspect that there will be a lower points tally in the league this year. And if that is the case, when we get our players back, if we're if we're coming out of this Christmas period, you know, with untouched distance, no reason why we can't challenge. Um, and you know, I would like to see us do that because I think, you know, next season Man City will be stronger. Um, and regardless of us being stronger next year, I think if City are at it, it's very difficult for anyone else. So lot to look forward to, Chris, coming up, as you say, with games. So I'm very, very excited. I haven't been this excited for a long time um and you know as good as it was under potch i think that i think we're playing even better football now i really do i think this is going to be uh, um, a, re- a real roller coaster for us over the next well, for god knows how many years he's here but i'm, I'm absolutely buzzing with spurs and it's just great to see how we're how we're playing and everyone being united i mean the games this year i've been at chris unbelievable jamie let's come to you we're 28 days away now until the january transfer window opens yeah. What do Spurs need to do in the January transfer window? And let me just say, in my opinion, I think that we would have probably let one or two go. But with the amount of injuries that we've got at the moment, I doubt anyone will leave in the window. I don't know whether you agree or not. Um, but 
What does Spurs need to do as an absolute minimum to really back Ange in order to try and get Champions League football? Because I'm sure that that is the end goal for this season. Yeah. Um, what do you mean specific areas that we need to strengthen in? Or... Yeah, positions. Positions, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think another defender, I think another central defender would be, you know, we've, we've learned, we should learn our lesson from where we're at now. You know, that's, we shouldn't be in a position where we're playing, you know, those four at the back. Um, so I think Van der Ven, Van der Ven has been superb, but we, we've got to have quality. I think the main thing we can't do is we mustn't do, and I don't think he will, is panic. Um, we've got to bring players in that we're not putting sticky plasters over stuff. You know, yeah. we've got to bring players in that are going to build and strengthen. Um, I, I think probably a striker. But then you're going, that depends on the Richarlison thing. I don't, yeah. Um, yeah, I think probably, if I, if I was going to be looking at it, I think the way we're going to play, I think probably defensively is where we need to, you know, if we're going to go in and buy a couple of, one or two players, I think definitely defensively, a centre-half, maybe a full-back. Because um, I think we've got good options, half-decent options, possibly maybe a, a wider midfield player. But for me, my priority for me would be a centre-half. If, if I had to pick a position, one position where we go, right, we need a player. I think um, we dodged the bullet today. And I think going in and, and strengthening at that, in that central position. I don't know what's, where Dyer's going to end up. I don't know what's going to happen with him. But um, yeah, I think for me, a centre-half. Craig, same, same question to you about the transfer window. Because I think it's fair to say that when we have our full strength starting 11 that is a decent team it is all about the the depth uh you know the bench you know when you look at the bench today it doesn't look very strong compared to someone like manchester city certainly or, or another you know top premier league side so is it all about um strengthening on the bench for, for players to come in when we do have such problems with injuries I think one of the ideal thing is, and I'll keep this short because I've, I've got to drop off in a little while, um, but I, I think the ideal scenario would be to have a squad of players that can come in and when they come in, it's seamless. And we haven't, we're not quite there yet. So for me, if you're asking what I would ideally want, and I don't, this is not what I think we will get, but I'd love another couple of top quality centre-backs and a centre-forward uh, or somebody that can play along that front line, but certainly somebody that can replace Son, somebody that can do what Son does, put the ball in the back of the net. Um, so, so those are the three positions. If we've got our full midfield fit, remember we got Sessignon as well, even though he hasn't really done what we all hoped he would do. I think we're pretty stacked in the middle of the park once everybody's fit. So, for me, definitely at least one centre back and a striker. That's what I think we need. And that's what I think would, would really strengthen the squad. And then you can look at moving players out. Like you, Chris, I don't think we'll let many people go at all. Possibly Brian Gill, if we get somebody in. But we're light on that in that centre-back department. And I think Eric Dyer is going to stay around till the end of the season when his contract expires. So, uh, And Ben Davis, I don't think we'll be going anywhere. So, But ideally for me, two centre-backs, although I think we'll get one, definitely, and one striker. Very last question for you all. Of course, our next Premier League game takes place Thursday night at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against London rivals West Ham. Gareth, let's start with you. 
very simply, do you think Ange Postacoglu will change the starting eleven? And what's your score prediction? Um, I think Hoiberg will come in for 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 Brian Hill. Now I think that's Romero will come back, and he's obviously um has suspensions up. So I think Romero will come in, Hoiberg will come in, Kozlowski will back on to that right hand side, and we'll have that front three of Kozlowski, Son, and Johnson. Look, West Ham are going to be very compact. They're not going to open up. We know what David Moyes West Ham teams do. So it's about um, being patient, taking our chances. If we can get an early goal, Chris, I think we'll be comfortable. Um, all This game's going to be so different with Man City, whereas I think today we were, we were pretty conical. If we're as conical as we are on, on Thursday, I think we'll wipe the floor of West Ham. We'll, we'll, I think it's only a matter of time, Chris, before we do absolutely smash somebody, 4-5-0, um, because we're creating the chances. So, well, that's West Ham. I don't think so. Um, I think they'll be pretty compact and make it difficult. Um Chris, as long as we play, I've already said this this season, you know, it's because it's his first season. Of course, only won games, but I'm more interested in the style of play, improvement of players, um, how we're getting on and winning obviously is key. But I've every confidence we'll 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 beat West Ham. Um I actually Chris, I actually think we'll win every game between now and uh, the new year. I think we'll win them all. Um I think we we've got we're getting players back as well. Romero's back, Richardson will give us more depth, but I'm not his biggest fan. But I do think it gives us something different. Um, you know, if we can upgrade on him at the end of the season, you know, if we can get him out and get somebody on better, happy days. If not, I think he's a decent backup. Um, so no, I think that result today will will it takes the pressure off on Thursday night because if we had a good into that game, having lost four in a row, and say for some reason we battered West Ham and didn't win or lost, for, for example, all of a sudden we've lost five in a row. I think that breaks the dock now. Um, and I expect the result. I expect us to start packing up points. Um, and I, I do think we will. <laughs> it's going to be a good end of the year. So, score prediction, Chris, um, 3 1 Spurs. Yeah, as you said, it would be great to have Romero back. I'm going to go for a 2 0 win. Uh, Jamie, what are you going to go for? Yeah, I, I sort of agree with Gareth there. I think the same changes will be made. I think Oliver, I think Brian Hill will, will step aside. Romero and will and has to come in. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they'll live with us. I'll be honest with you. I don't think they'll I don't think they'll live with our attacking uh our pressure. I don't I think we can we can apply that pressure that we've applied in the in the right areas that we did today. We rode our luck a bit. Kulisevsky, if he's at it like that, I don't think West Ham will live with it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a three nil. I'm gonna go three nil Spurs. Yeah. I don't Great. think they'll I don't think they'll score either. Craig, what are you gonna go for? I'm going to be very quick because my dinner's just arrived. So I think we're going to win 3 1. I think we're going to steamroll it. I always said that I think we'll steamroll the some team, and I'd just love to steamroll the West Ham. They yeah, don't think that they're Antonio playing. I know Bowen's back, but Antonio, I think, is still injured and he's always been a pain in our side. So I'm going to say 3 1 Tottenham. I think West Ham will score, but I think I think we'll get the job done and hopefully it'll be a convincing win because we owe him one West Ham. I, I don't particularly like us playing West Ham. They've always. Been, a, been one of those, te- you know, the first team to win at the stadium. So I think we are, um, we are one back. So 3-1 Tottenham. Well, Craig, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Where can people find you on social media and what are you up to at the moment? I'm just watching Spurs and getting ready for Christmas like everybody else. Uh, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at DM9. It'd be lovely. And just a little plug for Jonesy. Matt, Matt has given me this lovely shirt. It's barely 11. If you want to get a shirt like this, 
they are brilliant. He's, I think he's on Instagram. I think he's underscore starting XI, and you can order your T-shirts on there. We'll make one up. They're really good quality, really wash up well. Um, I love this one, so thanks, Matt. And uh, see you all again soon. I think I'm on against Everton later on in the month near Christmas, so let's hope for a bit of Christmas cheer then. Just talking about those T-shirts, we're actually unbeaten when Ricky Norwood wears them, when I wear them, and when you wear them, Craig. So I think we should all get one. Um, yeah. Gareth, thanks so much for joining Absolutely. us. Absolutely. What, what are you up to at the moment? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the uh, at Gareth Hotspurs. Um, then, then obviously lots of podcasting, my own podcast, Twelfth Man Podcast in Ireland. Um, a lot of rival fans come on. Um, you know, great. We have a big game. Like you know, we get opposite fans on from our, around the, the town. Um, and we do like um a preview show. We look at all the Premier League games. Obviously, it's not a great appetite for Spurs in Ireland, so it has to be very balanced. Um, so we talk about all the Premier League football. Um. And I'm actually on Holly Holly's podcast next Sunday, I think, after the Newcastle game. So I'll be on hers at times as well. So you'll find me on loads of Spurs content. Um, I'll obviously be on yours too, Chris. So great podcast as always. Thanks for having me on. I was delighted to come on after um, a Man City game because I've got a really bad record, Chris, on your channel for some reason. So I know. Uh, maybe, maybe that was down to previous coaches. Um, but um, good to be back on um, uh, after a good result away at City. And, Hopefully now we can pick up the points and I'm looking forward to going to Bournemouth on New Year's Eve. Um, so delighted. Um, up the Spurs and we go marching on. Well, thank you, Gareth. And Jamie, you've got an unbeaten record on this podcast. So you can keep coming. Well, although I haven't won yet. This is two, two, uh, two appearances, two draws. So uh, hopefully next time it'll be a victory. I'm back on, I think on the 28th. Uh, yeah, so fingers crossed. Jamie, what's next for you? Um, I've got, uh, again... I can only I can now tell you what I, I've just announced, but I can't tell you what else is coming up because I'm I'm just always shrouded in NDAs. I'm not allowed to actually disclose anything. But um, it's the first year actually in several years I've been at home for Christmas, so I'm just uh, I've got some gigs and I'm comparing and hosting a couple of events over Christmas, and then I'm starting to film something in the new year, um, which is exciting. So. And then, yeah, as I said, I made my announcement yesterday. I finally they released it in the press. Um, so I can say that, you know, House of the Dragon is is happening. It's real. I mean, it was well, not real. Uh, but, yeah, it's there. I was in Variety magazine this morning. I mean, a working class oik um, turning up and waking up on a Sunday morning to find my name in Variety magazine was pretty special. So, yeah, it's going to be a nice Christmas. Jamie, good luck, with, good luck with that second season. I mean, I absolutely love the first season. Can't wait for the second season. So best of luck, D. Great show. Yeah, no, it's, it's all you're going to love it, mate. You're going to absolutely love it. It's, uh, yeah, I can't say too much, but it's, uh, it's going to be worth the wait. I promise you. Well, Jamie, Craig, uh, Gareth, thanks so much for joining us this evening to talk about Tottenham's draw at the Etihad Stadium. Of course, we look forward to perhaps getting back to winning ways on Thursday evening against West Ham. Uh, we will see you then. Thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for listening. Until the next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.